You're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by Iron Company. If you enjoy our podcast, please share the link and give us a review. We appreciate it. With us today is Dr. Corey Boswell, a research scientist for the Department of Defense and an online training client of Marty's. Thanks for coming in today, Corey. Thank you for having me. Yep. All right, Corey. Yep. Morning. Glad to have you. Uh, so you're a client of Marty's, an online training client. So how did all this come to be? How did you guys get together? Well, uh, actually, I've been following Marty's raw column for a while. And so he was he was on my radar a long time before he ever had an inkling of who I was. And I'd also gotten his book, The Purposeful Primitive, and read through most of that. And I just kind of, I, I figured there was no. <laughs> was Wait a minute, Corey, what, what part did you skip in Purposeful Primitive? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I, mean, I just hadn't gotten all the way through it yet. I didn't skip oh, it. All right. <laughs> oh, good God, you're you're a doctor. You should be able to rip things, man. To take. I got a lot of books going on at the same time, so please forgive me. Ah, for okay. Like might have it. to might, might have to up your squat to this week. Well, now I'm connected to the author, so I think I've, I've got the source material for it. There you go. Uh, there you go. Good one. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So I, you know, have have been reading through that, and I've been reading, you know, Marty's raw column, and listened to you guys' podcast before. And I, I kind of had the idea that there's there's no way in the world I'd be able to connect with Marty to to become a client to train. And then one of the articles he wrote just mentioned that this kid had emailed him and then started he started training the kid. And I thought it can't be that easy. It cannot be that easy. <laughs> so oh, we've Andrew. had guys connect with him through the the phone book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's easier than you think. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even have phone books anymore do they <laughs> no i don't think so uh, so, so it turns Google out it. actually it we got them out here in the country <laughs> we do so if you can rip, hey the, send it to whitley he'll rip it in half <laughs> yeah all right good but bad Corey, man no, that's it, man. So it turned out to be just that easy. I got in touch with you through email, and then uh, the rest has been has been a fantastic ride so far. Well, uh, let's back go. up to the beginning, and uh, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, like where are you located? How long you've been lifting? Where do you lift? Stuff like that. Yeah, so I'm in uh, Lexington, South Carolina, which is just about 20 minutes west of the capital of Columbia. Yeah. And was it hottest place on earth? They say, right? or is that Columbia? They say that about it just gets so hot. Oh, it's the, same, it's the same here. We're only yeah. about 20 minutes away and it is, it's yeah. ungodly. It's heat and humidity and, you know, mosquitoes the size of crows. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's about 10 months of the year. Right. It's rough, but so I've been there and, and really what, what got me interested in training, I was semi-athletic in high school. I'll put it that way. I was a baseball player. So I was kind of lean and quick, but never, never approaching what you'd consider strong. And then I got out of shape after high school, like a lot of folks tend to do, I think. And really, it was a birth of birth of my son when I was around 30 years old. And I was very overweight. And, and I thought, man, this is this is not a good situation. You know, when when I'm 40, I want to be able to play with my kid, want to be able to roughhouse with him and you know, throw a ball and run around and do that sort of thing. Yeah. So so my fitness journey, that that part of it began with just changing diet and doing tons of cardio. So running and dropping a lot of weight. And um, it was very effective. Uh, but then I realized, huh, well, now, now I'm skinny and I don't really like that either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, 
so you know I, I would see I'd come across people occasionally that looked like what I thought men should look like big and strong looking guys and I thought well uh, I need to get on a path that puts me a little bit closer to that because that to me just seemed a lot more natural mm -hmm. uh, and um, did you have any background previously of lifting weights when you were playing baseball not seriously. So I was a pitcher and the last thing they wanted us to do was yeah. develop any muscle. <laughs> that old school stuff about don't, don't lift. And yeah, uh, all they had us go, oh, go right. Corey, go run laps in the outfield. That Correct. really helped you stay explosive. Didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was it. You know, throwing, throwing tennis ball cans to work on a curveball and then take a jog around the neighborhood. That was right. It. There you go. We, we, did, we never touched weights. So it was unfortunate. Right. Yeah. But, uh, I did. I actually worked out for a little bit in high school at a place called Irmo Sports Gym, which I want to say might have been ground zero for Sorenex. Yeah, I know they, I know they had. I, a, yeah, I've been down your neck of the woods a couple of times. Sorenex flew us down there when uh, we were putting racks in. So, yeah, I know that area. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I think the Irmo Sports Gym was actually run by a, a bodybuilding couple, Scott, and I don't remember the lady's name, forgive me, but nice, nice folks. And, and sort of most of the, it was like a high school athletic place, just a bunch yeah. of, bunch of kids working out. Of course, I had no idea what I was doing. I'm sure I was, I'm sure I was getting laughed at by the guys throwing around some real iron because I'd go in there and, and do, you know, like 20 pound cable crossovers and junk like that. Just, just nothing, nothing at all. No clue what I was doing. Right. And, and then really it wasn't until decades later, frankly, when, when I realized, Hey, I, I actually want to get stronger. And then when that happened, uh, I knew I wasn't looking for anything like a sales pitch. And there's tons of that. There's just tons of garbage out there, as you guys know. Yeah. I, I knew that what I wanted was very simple and I knew that what I wanted was something to get me strong and barbell based once I did a little bit of research and, and frankly, there just aren't that many people out there with, simple old school knowledge of, of how to do that and without gimmicks. And, and then, you know, I came across Marty and very quickly realized that I don't, at least in the States and maybe on the planet, I don't know the, the scene overseas, but you know, there, there's really nobody with better credentials in that world yeah. who, who's been mentored by champions himself became a champion and then mentored champions uh, in generations after him. So I, I thought, well, <laughs> who better to work with if that's possible and you know, it's just uh it's been a blessing so far marty i hear your springs <laughs> coiling you want to take off no this is fabulous um this is this is the best podcast we've ever done i'm gonna let you guys keep going i'm gonna smoke my chipperillo drink my coffee and you know just keep praising me please chipperillo and when you <laughs> Chipperillo. Oh, that's another name oh, that's an, another name for it okay go ahead yeah you assume a lot, Jim. <laughs> no, I just know you, brother. <laughs> All right. So Corey approached me. And again, it's uh, how do you how do you size someone up when you've never met them? Right. right. Uh, how do you that's one of the keys to this whole remote coaching thing. How do you how do you be successful? Uh, sparking, a physical, yeah. it, sparking a physical transformation in someone you've never met. It's wild, right? When you think about it, when you step back about it, step back, but that, that's what we do and that's what we've done. I think the best place to start, Corey, is what, uh, what were your recent, we kind of we hit a, a <clears> peak, <throat> I think, two weeks ago. Can, 
Corey's been sort of on a continual <clears throat> uphill curve. His, um, his curve has been continually uphill up until about three weeks ago, and it, it, it didn't crash and burn. He never misses reps. I don't, have you ever missed a rep with me? Uh, one, and I think it was number 10 oh. on a uh, close grip bench. Oh, God damn it. What happened? When... <laughs> there goes your record, Marty. There goes your record. You know, thanks a lot, Corey. Thanks all right. <laughs> okay. And that's after what? How many months? Yeah, about five. Yeah, five months. And you miss a rep. And it was it was the tenth it was the tenth rep, so I didn't miss the last one. It wasn't like I blew the third or fourth one. So anyway, um, you get a sense of somebody when you see the video, right? Because the barbell gives me relationship. In other words, it gives me a frame of reference on how big or small a person is when they're in a power rack. Power, Corey has a power rack. He trains at home. He doesn't train with anyone. All he has is a barbell. He doesn't have any dumbbells. He has a dip rack. Uh, so it is ultra minimalistic. Uh, and when we first started, it was a terrible time overcoming his heat. Yeah. Um, tell him about your training facility. And I mean, it was miserable, like training in the Philippines. And it's in the garage? It's in the garage? In shed. Yeah, it's in the garage. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, triple digit heat, near triple digit humidity, even well into, well into October around here. So we started training together in September. So it was still, it was miserable in the garage. So the doctor inside you was like, this is really stupid. <laughs> right? You know, like, what would you well, say to kept, a patient? You know, he kept, he kept making the numbers. See, the, the thing is that you have to, first, you, you, we have to, let's talk about techniques, Corey, because, you know, Sure. We drill the hell out of that, don't we? Um, that's 50% of the time that we talk. I talk to him for an hour every Saturday. He sends me his videos. And at this point, it's so simple. He sends me uh, three or four or five videos, just the top set. Uh, he sends me the, the written numbers, just, you know, dips 45 times 13 what you know whatever and based upon that little bit of information these minute long videos of him doing a set me looking at the numbers me talking to him we we go over what has happened and what we want to have happen and i it's not like we write up a a written periodization 12-week plan ahead of time and put our numbers in it's when i'm working with him it's like each week it's like okay so we shifted uh let me get back to the original question we shifted Corey kind of peaked out so we have just now modulated from a pure intensity one top set approach now we're doing multiple top sets okay but Corey, what, what did you peek at at now Corey is five foot eight weighs 182 pounds is um how much did you weigh when you started with me i think i was about 179 178 or 179 and i i weighed at 183 this morning mm -hmm. well, how, how many days a week how many days a week morning twice twice a week okay. tell, them what, tell them what you do Corey, and tell them what we what your most recent top outs were 
Yeah, so two days a week. Uh, first day is usually Sunday or Monday, and uh, overhead press, squat, and uh, tricep assistance work, which we've we've cobbled together pull-ups, curls, and weighted dips at the end. And then the second training day of the week starts with one or two bench variations and then the deadlift and then the same tricep assistance work at the end. Right. All right. So spin back and let's talk about the overhead press. Okay. Okay. We do the press out of the rack. He takes the bar uh, like he was going to do a front squat, steps back, you know, locks his hips, locks his lower body and then pushes overhead. Where do we get? I think we got up to 165 for a set of three. Yeah. That was the most recent. So, now, Corey, you'll, you'll work up to one all-out set with 165 for three, and then, and then you're done with that. Right. Okay. But keep in mind that the, the Navy steel standard that we use is right, body, weight, weight. body weight press and body weight power clean. <clears throat> so at 180 pounds... This guy's tripping 165. Yeah. You got to see what he can do for a single. That's, he's going to be up there. Mm-hmm. So uh, already we're at seal standard in the overhead press. So then we go into squat. Now, let me just tell you a little bit about, per usual, we, you know, we had to break his squat down to zero. Right. Because everybody well, squats wrong. What was the issue? How was his squat from the, how was it from the it beginning? Just, what did it look like? It's awkward a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, no one knows any better. Everybody leans forward. forward and they're a little yeah, high. Right. You know what I mean? And Hello. All right. Somebody's fired. Who's <laughs> not fired? Me. Not me. Uh, Jim. Usually it's me. The problem is it's connected to my computer. Go ahead. Uh, so, yeah. So we just went back to jump ball and we, we worked with that two phase. We had a, uh, he still does the, the two phase where he, actually releases his breath and dive bombs all the way to the bottom. So these are ass on heel squats. What did we get up to, Corey? Last set before we swapped it out for multiples was 265 for 10. Boom. And we switched it to high bar, too. So these are high bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. right. He had been doing low bar. We switched. These are high bar. And Jim, every rep is an Olympic lifter. I mean, yeah. it is, you cannot, there's no way you can go down further. Right. It's good. I've, I've seen it. Yeah. yeah I've seen the yeah. video. Yeah. It looks good. Can we, can we post that? Yeah, we can post it, but yeah. what you said, I mean, you can't go down any further, but that's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but again, because of that, he's building muscle over every inch of the range of motion. Right. I mean, you can't make it any more difficult than high bar ultra deep. <laughs> now, do you right. ever have him going to the bottom, releasing the air and just coming yeah. down, yeah. exhaling yeah. all the way, and then yeah. and then coming yeah. up, grind speed? Yeah. Well, not grind. He can come up at any speed he wants to. Yeah. But but yeah, he's uh, the only way he's getting down that deep is he's he's got to got to let go of that tension. So all right, so let's move on. Uh, so and again, he built this. Everything is contingent on the squat. The deadlift is built. Even the bench press improves when you when you push up your squat. So pushing up to two sixty five or ten on the high bar alter beat. I mean, that's like wow! What a great jumping off point, right? 
for 180 pound guy. Yeah, of course. That's good. So, uh, day two, we bench three bench rips. We use three, we do the classic Ed Cone bench approach where we use a competition grip touch and go, a competition grip paused, and then a narrow grip touch and go. So, and we'll play with those three. Sometimes we'll do all three. We'll, we'll play around with, okay, we'll put the narrow grip in first position for three or four weeks. And then, oh, let's put the paused in first position. Oh, now let's put the touch and go in first. You know what I mean? Uh, everybody gets, of the three types, everybody gets their chance to be the, the lead dog in the bench, right? So, Corey, what were your three best efforts in the three types that we do? I think we topped out around 235, 240 for reps before pulling it back down recently to do multiple sets. How many reps? What's that? How many reps? Uh, three to five, I believe it was. So, Can we be more specific? So, it was 235. Um, between three to five. I don't have my notes in front of me on that, but yeah. in that range. Why don't, you, why don't you have your notes in front of you, Corey? I don't have that page pulled up, sir. <laughs> I got my book. You'll know better next time. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Okay, so you're going, you're going twice okay, a week. Since, since we locked, lack information there, let's move on now yeah. in the deadlift. Do you remember your best effort? Got up to 395 for three. That's pretty cracking. And his technique is pristine. I mean, it's just vertical shins, upright torso, just breaks it from the floor every time. And just not a problem. Bars going in a straight line. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. He's a natural, he's a kind of a natural technician. It's like his his body structure is good for He's he's a good squatter, good bencher, good deadlifter, right? What, what did he conform to the easiest? That, that's the thing. He's very balanced. I mean, it's it's hard. You can't pick out one and go, oh, he's a great, you know, he's deadlift. Okay. Way up. No, everything's pretty imbalanced. Mm -hmm. I, I think but, it's due to his structural evenness and body parts. Like he's his he doesn't have like you know short torso and long legs or right. short legs and long torso. He's kind of even Steven in terms of limb length. And because of that, he has an evenness in his lifting. Most everybody is like, like I'm a good squatter and, and deadlifter, but a terrible bench presser, right? Mm. Most guys are good squatters and benchers and terrible deadlifters. Some guys like Brad are good benchers and deadlifters, but, you know, they really got to work through squat. So, but Corey's, Corey's unique in that. He's got... Um, structural integrity so that, Corey uh, as far as uh from the beginning until now can you describe some physical and mental changes that have, have taken place sure leave, out the, leave out the beatings yeah, yeah. Uh, clothes are fitting a little bit tighter which is nice that's a, right for, for a good reason ah, that's great that's a plus and oh. um mental changes uh, I tend to be based on my, you know, my career anyway, I'm, I'm a little more cerebral. So Marty is great as a coach for that because it gives me a lot to think about and not just here, do this with no reasoning behind it, but usually solid, well, not usually always a solid explanation of why I'm doing something. 
Right. Uh, and it, and well, it gives me latitude as well. You know, like you mentioned a few minutes ago, it's not, we're not writing out a 12 week program. It's, it's almost a, a week to week, choose your own adventure where there are options. And so that helps me learn what he's trying to teach me instead of just him feeding it to me. Right. But Corey, can we talk can about I, the mental aspect I, of this real quick? Can I, give, can I give just one quick example of what he's talking about? Yeah, yeah. And right on. So what he means by that is like, we'll come up to a particular poundage. Let's say he did um, uh, 210 for five or 215 for five in the bench press. All right. And per usual, every rep looked good and, and there was no struggle even on the fifth row so then it's like what's our next move uh so that was 215 for five so i could Corey wanted two choices <clears throat> now let's say no excuse me we need to go to 225 for three all right we did 225 for three now Corey, what's the next move i said there are two choices Corey. you can go to 230 for three or you can say at 225 and give me five Six of one half dozen of the other. There's no right answer. One does not trump the other. <clears throat> They're both different expressions of the same thing. And I'll often let him make that decision that day, that minute in the gym. He can even make it. I tell him even to make it under the bar. You know, if you're under the bar and you, you, you do three reps and you're like, okay, that, that felt good. You're having a super day and you do three reps. You well, man, I feel like paper mache. Keep going, right? Yeah, you have that. I allow him to have that improvisational ability to have two choices if we're moving up, if we're moving up in poundage. Are, are you trying to do you have a certain goal every week for him for poundage to go up on the bench and you know the three lifts, the four lifts, the four core? Uh, usually five, five in the bench, right? Mm -hmm. 10 in the deadlift and the squat, right, Corey? I mean, we don't, we don't. We don't nickel up in the squat and deadlift. It's all 10, 10 pound jumps. Right. Yeah. And then a nickel usually in the in the benching and the overhead press. Yeah. And and I did check with my secretary, Marty. I got uh, 235 <laughs> competition grip paused for a set of three. That was the top. Minute. Yes. See? See? Okay. And then I go, okay, cool. You got 235 for three competition grip. Now, next week, you either have a choice. You can go to 240 and you can give me three or you can stay here. I don't know if you get five, but at least get me four, right? Right. You can stay here with the same poundage. Give me another rep. Or if you're hungry for more, let's go up. So anyway, that's, 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 that's it on that. You want to talk about mental, JP? Yeah, I want to talk because, you know, Corey's, uh, you know, he's got doctoral training in cognitive, cognitive neuroscience and, you know, that which is the, um, from what I understand, the study of how the brain enables the mind. So I'm wondering how, how him having that education and that background, how he applies that to his training, if it's different or how it's different than what we're thinking about and what we're doing when we're under the bar, you know. Do you, Corey, do you see any differences there? Is there anything you can share, any techniques, any things that go through your mind, any prep, preparation type things that uh, for, for your psych or, or anything that you might uh, be doing differently than us? Yeah, that's a great question. And I don't know that I'm even in the best position to answer it because I've always trained alone. So I have, yeah. I have a, a lack of a perspective on, on how other people approach it. 
but I'll say as far as it goes for, for myself personally, I have to find that optimal balance of, of thinking when I'm in the gym. Uh, if I overthink it, then I'll, yeah. I'll go down a rabbit hole and I'll wind up very counterproductive. <laughs> and if I underthink it, I'll, I'll lose technique. So yeah. really, no, that's really a good just, point. That's a really yeah, good so point. Trying, trying to stay within those guardrails. So do you, are, are, are you using visualization techniques? Are you playing this in your mind before you step under the bar to do a set of squats? Usually I, I do that a little bit throughout the day when I know I'm going to be training. Yeah, it's, it's almost like you do it without even thinking about it, right, Corey? It just goes through your head at, at, at you know, during the day, you'll be sitting there and all of a sudden you'll start think, picturing yourself doing it, you know? Right. Especially and, when it's that important too, yeah. Yeah, and I was listening to Ed Cohen in an interview the other day and he was talking about how when he would get ready to train, how on the way to the gym, he would get a lot quieter. And so I think that's mm-hmm. that's kind of that's kind of what I do. I'm not a very demonstrative lifter. I'm not... I'm not in there slamming plates around and, and being right. and being very aggressive about it. I tend to internalize it and and really focus. And so I think as the day wears on, a little bit of visualization, but just more. I think about the numbers a lot. I think about the warm ups. I think about um, everything. Where just being where I need to be. And, yeah. and so you're and doing mental previous, rehearsal. Yeah, yeah, right. that's good. Yeah. You know, uh, previous. Just, sorry. Go ahead. Well, just back to the physical, real quick. Um, you said you were skinny from all the running and, and, and dieting as you've gained the strength. I'm always interested in this. What about life skills? Have they gotten easier? Have you noticed them getting easier, you know, picking things up, playing with your kid, you know, different life skills that maybe you were frustrated about before. I don't know that I was frustrated about it before, but uh, things are all around a lot easier physically. It's a noticeable difference. Very much so. Yeah. And that's a, that's a great point for, you know, all my guys all lift in their basements and lift in their garages and stuff, man. And half of them are like, yeah, I, I want to pick my kid up and I want to do that. You know, I want to be able to do wheelbarrow in the yard. And like I used to be able to do it's, it's, it's not always about competition. It's always, it, it can be, I want, how am I going to improve my life? And the quickest way, the most efficient way, and the, the best way is with the strength training, you know? Right. And that's, that's exactly why I gravitated towards it. I, I had yeah. no, no desire to compete. That wasn't, uh, wasn't on my agenda. It's just, I wanted to, wanted to be stronger for the functional aspect of just improving life and in, into, yeah. into older age. And post-workout. Oh, well, how, or you, or, how, excuse me. Go ahead. Excuse me, sir. Jimmy. However, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, I said, I think you need to enter a competition. Uh-oh. Right. And what's, and what's the plan? I think, uh, hey, I, I, Marty's my coach, so I, I'm following the lead here. So we'll. I love uh, it. There's some good, good, good stuff we, down we south. Gotta, now, if he can, if he can, if he can swing it, you know, the my boys are going into a local competition here. Mm. So, if, and Kirk's going to be managing them. How'd you like to have that? I'd like to have Dennis Rodman as your powerlifting coach, huh? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, we're, you know, if that works for Corey, we bring him up here and then he can just because he, he his techniques are harder than what they do in competition. Yeah, I was going to say, Marty, it looks like by the look of his techniques, he's getting ready for a competition. I think you're yeah, getting yeah. him ready. No, that's just the way we train. We just train yeah. perfect. We just do perfect 
damn lifts. But, you know, again, he was a blank canvas. It's, it's easy right. when you have a, uh, uh, he's knowledgeable and, um, well, and you really, always he want, really, he really easily adjusted to the techniques. He, he had a real gift for um, attaining the techniques. You know how, Jim, we have to work with some people forever to get them Make correct the on. Yeah, yeah, just to, you know, it, it's so hard for most people just to squat right or deadlift right or even do a correct bench press. And he's like, just took to it. I don't know. It was like a I, I would imagine too. I, Marty, I would imagine Corey's very buttoned up, very uh, organized, you know, uh, I don't know that you have to reel him back. Maybe you do. We talk about that for guys that are like, you know, the special forces guys, you know, you got to reel some of those guys back. But I think he's just real buttoned up and dialed in and, and willing to, you know, follow the template. And he's yep. making great gains. Yep. Bingo. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. That's him. That is that is exactly right. Yeah. Well, and as far as competing, you know, you're, you've said it on here a lot of times and in your articles and all that find something, whatever you're doing, find a competition or, or compete wherever you can, because it always ups your game. It always ups your training. It always just, it amplifies everything and just makes you better because you're, you, you've got something to, to shoot for. You only think you're training hard until you're four weeks out from a competition. And you know, you're going up on that stage. Right. <laughs> what about nutritionally, uh, Corey, nutritionally, you put on some muscle here. So have you and Marty discussed that? Any changes you needed to make? Just, just eating more, basically. I already had a pretty clean diet most right. of the time. I, I, I eat pretty I'd well. love to. I'd love to see him walking around at about 188 pounds to 190 and competing at 182 because the weight class is 181 and three quarter, right? Yeah. So that's 182. So there's, you know, if a guy can be 190. There's no problem losing eight pounds, especially, let me tell you, the last week in competition, everybody loses three pounds just because of nerves. I don't care who you are. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you just add a little water reduction to that, a little bit of volume cut back in the food, boom, you're right there, you're coming in. And then as soon as you weigh in, you rehydrate with, you know, salted food, you know, pepperoni pizza, KFC chicken, and, you know, you swell up like, like no beer. Don't be ridiculous. Oh, you're saying no beer? Not before. <laughs> Not before the competition. No, damn it. Afterwards. And then uh, then you hit it. So anyway, let's, I don't want to spin too far down that road. Unless you're in Vegas. That would be Marty. optimally optimally it would be good if he could if he could swell up a little bit and or get your ass uh, yeah. up to one night or 205 and compete at 198 well yeah he has a hard time his yeah that optimally would be the mm. case but he's in it's tough for him to to put on body well have that's you just, talked to him about the chinese buffet thing. yet <laughs> have you taught him about the buffet yeah, you don't quite do that when you're, how old are you, Corey? 40, 41? 42. 40, how old? 42. 42. He's got time, 42. Marty. I mean, you wanted to get me up to 400 at that age. Mm. <laughs> no, I wanted to get you up to 400 at age 22. <laughs> that's when, that's when we no would have the world, buddy. That's when we would have ruled the world. Huh. Yeah. Oh, well, the path not taken. 
Oh, now, so you, you do the two, Marty, Marty, what about the other days, Corey? You, uh, you do cardio. Are you still doing any running? Are you, you know, doing any biking, doing anything? Or are you just training hard on the two days? So take the two days and then the rest of the week, if I have a, a fair amount of time, I'll go for a run occasionally. Uh, there's a little track up in elementary school, not far from All right, here. Don't screw up your squat. All right. Don't be doing too much running. <laughs> you <know? laughs> we, As you want to get really strong, man, don't run too much. Right. Know? We actually had that conversation just a few days ago. Thank you. So, Thank you. About, about timing it. And I, and I, I would not lose the squat over running. It would, okay. if, I'm, if I'm picking, it's the bar for sure. What's the distance you're running? Uh, maybe a couple of miles. Not much. Okay. I always like my clients to go right after they squat, man. And then, then we can just double up that recovery. You know what I mean? Like reduce yeah, the recovery that, time. Yeah. Cause just when you start to recover, you go out running, you know, really? that doesn't interfere with recovery. No, if you do it on the same day, then you're okay. just putting it all there. And now you can recover until but, you have. To but Jim, if you're squatting correctly, how do you run after? Yeah. Well, very yo, your slow, time's going to be down slowly. Very your slowly. time's going to be you'd, down, but yeah, you'd be in down in the motion. bushes and everything else. Yeah. You'd be in slow motion. Like you're going to look like you're at a 16 millimeter old time <laughs> film. So you're going to you know fast what? as you can. It won't screw up your squat though. Right. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I read an article Hadfield was talking when he was trying to get way up there in the squat. And he said he went to the mall with his wife and he was just walking, barely walking from bench to bench because he had to squat the next day. Yeah. <laughs> he was not going to screw that, that squat up, man. We've all been there, man. You, you're like, I'm not, I'm not going up those steps. I got That's typical. Tomorrow. I'm not going in that store. Yeah. No, wait a minute. But I got to, I got to tell you this where we spin off. Fred was like, God, I'm maybe five foot six. Right, right. Right. And he pushed his weight up to like almost just a couple biscuits shy of 260. Wow. Right. He looked like he was ready to explode. Right? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, <laughs> and yeah. he smoked Marlboros. Right. So it, it and a know, pipe. To, and a pipe. <laughs> but but, I, but he was chain smoking Marlboros back okay. in my day. And, and, you know, he'd wear his jaunty little hat and, yeah. And as soon as it became five o'clock, you know, we switched out to, you know, real, you know, adult beverages. So uh, anyway, but the point, the point being that, yeah, I could see anything that Fred says in relation to fitness. Mm -hmm. I just imagine him going from that bench to bench. <laughs> Is it hot in here? Somebody open yeah, the window. Yeah, yeah. Woo, I'm sweating. Yeah. It's and you know, Fred, what's it's funny is when, it's February, Fred, it's February. <laughs> when you get that heavy at that height, cause he was so short, you don't want to do anything else, man. And, and you're, you're literally just, you're, you're a linear person. You just go straight up and down with the squat, straight up and down with the deadlift, straight up and down with the bench. You're not funk. Cause when I was three twelve, that was it, baby. I wasn't doing anything else. So I'm bent over rows, but my belly was almost touching the ground. So I didn't have to go too far, you know? So yeah, yeah it's, tricep, we remember those days. kickbacks. No, I didn't. I stayed away from the kickbacks. <laughs> oh my God. Well, Corey, if you're 183 right now, I mean, how much more muscle you want to put on? What's your ultimate goal? Uh, I don't have a, a top number. 300, of that bothers me. Three three hundred pounds, I think. Yeah, don't listen to Marty. He'll have you up to three fifty. You know, oh, no, Chinese buffet and all that. He looked like Dorian. <laughs> Uh, he would. He has that same kind of proportional physique that Dorian had, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the way he'd look. He's got calves, too. Yeah, not good. So, so maybe that's about 200? I, I wouldn't oh, mind 200 or even bigger than that. The difficulty, oh, Marty and I have talked about this. 220, he'd be scary. 
It, it gets mean, so yeah, hot but... around here that it, it just absolutely kills the appetite a big part of the year. It's tough. Just force yourself. Force yourself. Yeah. Get a feeding tube. Start teaching all your classes and going to work with, with shirts with your sleeves ripped out. <laughs> Wait, I, so, we didn't ask. Well, what kind of doctor are you, Corey? Oh, so uh, I'm, I'm an educational psychologist. So I have training in educational psychology and cognitive neuroscience. And I'm a, I'm a behavioral scientist with the Department of Defense. So I, I kind of work at the, the, easiest oh, way right. to the easiest way to describe it is uh, I work at the intersection of behavioral science and national security. Okay. What does that mean, though? He's so, in the CIA, man. He's in the CIA. Can you, can, you, can you drill down on, are you allowed to drill down on that anymore? It, it means a lot of different things depending on what the day is. Some of it, I'll put it this way, some of it's very interesting. Some of it is, as you would expect, with the government, not all that interesting. Yeah, well, you guys are doing a hell of a job. Well, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, it sounds fascinating, really. I mean, parts of it are, I had, for sure. I had two, two buddies that when they first came to train with me, they worked at the NSA, and their job was to monitor North Korean weather forecast. Wow. And that's what they did for eight hours a day. They both spoke fluent Korean, and that was their job. And they would, I guess, they would sneak in messages in between, you know, what the Pyongyang outlook for snow was going to be that day, right? Yeah, uh, yeah out there in so, Fort Meade, man. They worked out in Fort yeah, Meade. That's, right? exa yeah. that's exactly where they. That's exactly where they were at. That's yeah. exactly where they were at. Both of them. I had I had a neighbor that was that worked out there. He was really weird, man. Right. Oh, yeah. Anyway, well, you know, I got a couple guys. We actually got a couple guys at Don's that do work out there. They will yeah. never, never admit it. I call one of the guys and give everybody a nickname. His name is Snowden. Yeah. <laughs> Time to get some emails. Said, Snowden, you do all the, add up all the weights, will you? You're in charge of that. Have people at work noticed that you've put on some muscle? They probably no. would have if we haven't all been sent home for the last two years. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But, it, but it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, people that I haven't seen in a while have noticed and commented about that. Yeah, good. That means something, man. You know. It does. It does. It'll get you fired up. Yeah. I had some, I uh, went to the doctor yesterday and they were, went to the dermatologist yesterday and they, they were, you know, for, for 50, I'm in, you know, I'm in pretty good shape and, uh, you know, everything looks great. And, you know, you, you go out of there and go, you know what, the work that I've been doing all these years is starting to pay off, especially as you get older, you know, you, you hold together a lot better and you're a lot more functional and all that stuff. So it really starts to pay off. Right, I Jim? A, yeah, I was getting a parking lot of Acme one day and I, I think I was training for a show. So I was decently muscular. And I got out of the car and there was this lady on the phone in her truck and he, she had the window open and she was like, hold on, honey. We got us a muscular man coming in here. Oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> we got us a Superman. Look at him. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> muscle man coming in the door. Muscle man. <laughs> yeah. I'll I, I tell one of myself. I've told this before in the podcast, but there were. Uh, I live in the rural area, and so the, these tow-headed alpha boys come by on their bikes, and they slam on their coaster brakes, and their leader looks at me, and he goes, hey, mister, did you used to be somebody? 
<laughs> you do have that look, man. You got that look. I was out there. I don't know. I was out there in a tank. That's kind of random. Something. Hey, hey, did you used to be somebody? Yeah. How old were those kids? Oh, like 10 years old, you know. Yeah. That's so funny. That I couldn't funny, imagine yeah. a 10-year-old just riding up with the, and hitting no, the coaster no, they, they, break. They, they're, they're, neighborhood, they're neighborhood guys. They, they'd seen <laughs> me around, and they worked yeah. up the nerve to come on over. Oh, okay. They seen him on his deck. No, they, they, they don't go press I thought it was just out of the blue. Yeah, no, no, they were they were in the neighborhood. They'd see me around. It's the first time they'd ever approached me. Yeah, wasn't like they knew me. So, well, let's spin back to Corey. And what we have now is we're sort of peaked out. He had a, uh, as I said, he had a pretty consistent run up the mountain really for the entire time we've been together. Uh, but eh, when he hit the 395 for a triple, you know what I mean? It was a little bit of sluggishness in the third rep and the reps started, last reps in the benches. And, and the 265 or 10 was fabulous. And it's just like, all right, if he's going to enter a powerlift competition, let's just change the direction a little bit. Right. Yeah. So we've instituted multiple top sets. And so on press day, we will modulate from, oh, I don't know, what were we doing, Corey? Was it three fives, two fives? Right. That's, what, that's what we've gone to now. But I mean, we did we go up to three sets of five or was it two sets of five? That's three. Three sets of five, you know, in the overhead press. Obviously, if you've got a 165 for three, one set, I don't know, what do we drop back to? One, maybe 150 or 145? Uh, 150. Yeah, 150. And so now we're, we're entrenched at 150 for three fives. So now what we do is we modulate up. So next week, I don't know what, maybe 155 for three threes, right? Marty, are, are these uh, failure minus one or are these grind out? Yeah, they got to be last... snap. They got they got to be snappy. Okay. No, no grinding. We're too far out yeah. from the competition to be okay. grinding. We saved the grind for the last three or four weeks, and that comes on naturally because you're still trying to explode, but they right. come out grind. Yeah. Right. Because you're right at the end. But that's but why right you now, do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're so far out. So it's like, no, no, we got to have 15 snappy reps, you know, yeah. you know, bang, 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 bang on the breath. No, no, you don't get to stand there in the third rep of the squat and huff a bunch of breaths. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. But that'll be the strategy. And again, you know, three sets of five, maybe, to you know, three sets of three, maybe down to, you know, two sets of six. Right, Jim, you know, 12, 15 reps time under tension. Right. Right. Uh, spreading it out a little bit, but trying to inch up the volume, inch up the volume, mm -hmm. inch up. And it'd be great if we could add a little bit of body weight. If you could add yeah, even a half that, a pound, yeah. if you could even add a half a pound of body weight a week, that would keep him anabolic. 
Yeah. And you're creating an anabolic environment with, with those multiple sets, that volume. So, Mm -hmm. or your body is ready to soak up those nutrients in the way he's programming it. Yeah. And Marty, what, what are, what are you seeing as far as, you know, he he hit the plateau a little while ago, you changed them up. What are you seeing now? Well, we backed way off. We backed, well, I mean, not way off. So let's, let's, let's finish up on the bench. Uh, What did you top out? Was it two? What did we say? 235 for three? Right. Competition paused. Nice, man. Paused, right? Right. Whew, that's good for a 180-pound dude, you know, who's never, who's 40. What do you, would you say you were 49 years old and? 42. 42. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, weighing 180 it's pounds. Still good. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we dropped back. And what did we do? We did three fives of what? Two hundred five, probably. I'm thinking. Right down to two hundred five, and then up up to two fifteen the following week. Yeah, and probably the reason that we jumped ten is because the two hundred five was so easy. Is that correct? Right. right. Normally we would jump from two hundred five to two ten, so it must have just been a piece of cake. <clears throat> I actually tell Corey that uh, on the last rep, if he does three sets of five. And if it's really easy, uh, either do a sixth rep or do a long pause on the fifth rep. You know, some something at the very end of the set to show I own this. Whatever next week workouts poundage is, it's going to be great. Yeah. Right. Now, do you have any say in his accessory exercises or you just let him do whatever he wants? Oh, tell him about what you do, Corey. This is interesting. Well, it should be interesting. I thought it up. But tell him about it. Right. And so I'd, I'd actually asked Marty about that because I just on my own kind of wanted to do some more upper body work and really not not the showpiece kind of stuff, not arms necessarily. But I was thinking more. I've always wanted to develop my back a little bit better and to help with everything else. And so we started focusing on just bang for the buck with, with a tricep of kind of wide grip pull ups going mm-hmm. straight into curls and then going into weighted dips. So just to get everything, and, and that's a that's a set, and then rest and just repeat. Okay. One, two, three, rest. One, two, three, rest. One, two, three, rest. Right. Well, if you want a, a massive back, I think you ought to read Jim's latest article. It's called 10 Tips for Developing Barn Door Lats. Yeah. So you might want to check that out, right, Jim? Oh, that's right. You're stealing, you're stealing all the stuff I created for Weeder. I invented that <laughs> phrase, barn door lats. Is that where I heard it? Well, that's a back that's in no a, way, uh, man. That's been back around in 1962. Yes. Oh, well, maybe you did invent it. That's a credit yeah. to you, man, that you've made such an influence on me. You know, barn door lats. Yep, there that's one of mine. And how about this one? Baseball biceps. Love it. Love it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's another of mine. Marty, would you say Corey is typical of your online trainees, or is he in the top tier? Or what would you say? Oh, he's he's very very good. He's a, a, excellent, excellent, great strength and uh, really good technician. That's makes my job mm-hmm. easy. Uh, we don't have what? to spend a lot of time correcting techniques. Um, yeah, as far as his games, though. Um, I'm sorry. As far as the gains, is this, is this typical? Because he's making some good gains. He's putting on some muscle. He's oh, getting you know, strong every week. That, yeah, pretty much everybody that works with me okay. gets gets these kind of gains for the and, – and really, <clears throat> everybody's going to get these kind of gains for the 
first wave. The real professional yeah. is yeah. what happens when progress runs out. Yeah, and that reset that you did is is the way to do it. You know, mm -hmm. you you mm -hmm. back way off. You, but you know what's funny is when you back way off, it's still heavier than what he started with in the beginning. You know, so, so it's a it's a shock to his system. He's not right. used to this. Right. But it's a it's a great way to do it, and you just say, okay, I, you know, now we're going to back off to the weights we did, you know, it's our, a month ago. It's our, it's our pendulum swing. Yeah, you have to because have a pendulum swing. Yeah, you can't sprint a marathon, you know. No, man, you can't. You, you so the pen the we pendulum swung to the left, and we ended up with the three eighty five or three ninety five three deadlift two thirty five three paused bench. 265 for 10 ass on heel squat uh 165 for three overhead press yeah but we were sort of at the end of the rope here right so mm -hmm. now it's like Ooh, all right all right let's go back down we got time let's now let's peek out when this power lift meet happens yeah and optimally we'd like to end up so that we whittled down. So the last three to four weeks before the power lift meet, we're going full chalet singles all the way, mm -hmm. baby. <laughs> and this is where the true coaching what did, kicks in. What did, uh, Jimmy, what did uh, Salky used to say? We're going, we got to go full belt map, Jim. Yeah, that's right. Okay, <laughs> Jimmy. Okay, Jimmy, we're going. It's Tim belt nap time. <laughs> this means... Uh, Full chalet is that you drop everything and you practice what it is that you're going to do. You're going to go into a, a powerlifting competition, which is a one times one competition. And it singles are a skill. And if you don't practice singles, you won't optimize your singles. It's a whole different world. That's the mental world. And I think that this is where he's going to excel because he's a brain guy. Now you guys didn't ask him the obvious question. What is a literate, intelligent lettered mental Why did he agree to come on this podcast <laughs> well, uh, yeah. or, 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 or what, what why is he working with me you know you, you know that's the whole thing and well, i was gonna he, ask him that actually he was smart enough to know that, <laughs> that you're the guru but you know like he said he researched what do i well, what's available yeah, we, to me and is in where he's training and then who knows the most about this that's we have a weird synergy yeah. All, all, me and my clients all have a have a everybody has a unique relationship and yeah. it's uh, true it's true Corey is a Corey's a worker yeah. you know he he's methodical like you were talking about jp he's the right. he's extremely like i said you know i, I made a joke of it but imagine working for four months five months and missing one rep yeah Oh, yes, that's that's and, very and, important. And, and, and hundreds of sets. Yeah. Out of yeah, hundreds wanna... of sets, miss one rep. Yeah, go and ahead. Jeff. Every rep, well, every rep was given yeah. to him by me. That yeah. yeah, it's a reflection on the coaching as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, I wanted to reflect on. I wanted to go back to one thing that uh, Corey said, you know, and, and as we talk about, you know, if, if you have an Instagram account, Facebook, whatever, you're on there and everybody's got their own opinions and everybody's doing, you know, a lot of these guys are doing crazy stuff, dangerous stuff, whatever. 
high volume, low volume, whatever. You don't know what to believe. But my question for Corey is, you know, and this happened to me years ago when I started, when I was 14. I mean, I used to work out for four hours a day. Uh, and I was like, oh, my God, this is a lot of work. I'm not going to have any life. It's just going to be all lifting weights, right? Were you, so, were you, follow, were you following somebody's routine or, or what, what? No, I lived on a, on a farm. I built a bench press out of two by fours. I didn't know what I was doing. So it was a start. Like you, it, was, it wasn't like you read Arnold's Education of a Body no. and followed. This was pre, look, we didn't have the internet. I, I hadn't started getting a muscle and fitness magazine to read your articles yet, Marty. Um, but, but my point is, as I started educating myself, I didn't realize if you have the um, if you have the right template, the right recipe, it's not as hard as you think. It, like especially if you're looking at, it, at these guys' Instagram and stuff, and you you know all these these different programs that people are doing. If you have because Marty always you know preaches the minimalist. Uh, technique, uh, you know, uh, that the Kirk did and Mark Chalet did and all these other guys. And you look at Mark Chalet, what he used to do in training. I mean, like Marty said, you couldn't do if you did any less because he would work up to one all out set a week on the squat, uh, deadlift and bench. If you, you can't do any less than that, but yet he's a world champion. He was a world champion. So my question to Corey was, did you realize were you kind of fascinated like I was, if you've got the right template and the right recipe, how, how little you really have to do to make these great gains? Yeah. And you're right. There's, there's a ton of stuff out there and I had to be realistic from the beginning that I don't, I don't like training in a commercial gym. I've done that a little bit before training the Y I just don't like the environment. It's too noisy, too much distraction for me. <laughs> I've got to train in a place where I can shut everything else out and it's just me or, you know, a couple other folks and cutting through all the other stuff. It's, it's easy to avoid a lot of things because I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I can, I can tell if somebody's coming off like a used car salesman yeah, and yeah. a lot of these guys that are out there, like these Instagram folks or the, or the YouTube folks, they're, 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 they're really just selling something and it becomes obvious after a few minutes and that doesn't appeal to me in the least. And, you know, having read Marty's raw column for so long, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of the history of strength sports. And it's just something that you see is really consistent with, with a lot of the, a lot of the pioneers in that, uh, that arena is just the simplicity of what they're doing. And they're having to figure it out on their own. And they're trying this, they're trying that. And they're not doing incredibly complicated stuff. They're just eating, taking care of themselves and, and lifting heavy things. And, right. and that, it, it makes perfect sense to me because I, I have Jim, to spend so Jim, much time that'll be thinking. our motto. Say, say that again, Corey, Eat, what was it, eating? Oh, yeah, eating, taking care of yourself, and lifting heavy things. Beautiful. Right there, JP, there's your T-shirt. T-shirt, right? All right, I'm on it. Another T-shirt. I would just add big eating. Yeah. Big yeah. eating. What was the yeah. saying? Big eating. Big, big lifting. Taking care of yourself and lifting heavy Taking things. Taking care of yourself, lift heavy things. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Corey, I think, you know, when, if you're lucky enough to hook up with somebody like Marty for online training, in-person in training or whatever, um, you were, sounds like a relatively a beginner. And that's, that's always going to be the easiest 
phase of getting the gains, right? Because we're shocked in the body. I, I, I just like to jump in there a little bit, JP, on that. He really never struck me as a beginner. He more struck me as a, uh, he struck me as an athlete. Mm-hmm. What's, what's funny uh, is he, that. He, and, and he didn't you, don't you play, what is it? Frisbee, what is the Frisbee thing you do? That's right. We, we do ultimate Frisbee usually once a week. Friday morning. Hey, you, I mean, that, hey, dude, you're lucky you squat because you would lose your man card with that one. Squat, <laughs> well, well I met a beginner somewhat in the resistance training world. Okay. That's where we usually gain our, you know, uh, obtain our, our, our quickest gains because the body's just not used to it and you're shocking it and it's going, what? I got to gotta catch up. But where you get the real value from a guy like Marty is, okay, like you just did, Corey. You hit the plateau. All right, now what? Right. And the seasoned coach like Marty will have, you know, 50 arrows in the quiver, uh, pulls one out, switches you up. Here come the gains again, you know, and you're always grabbing from that quiver that's, because that's there's so many. Yeah, because yeah, he's got so many years of experience and training world champions and all this other stuff. And, and he's a world champion himself. Uh so your time is well spent. You know, you're going to keep progressing, um, you know, but uh, yeah, you really, you really have to do your due diligence when, when you're looking for an online coach or an in-person coach or, you, or whatever. You know, what's really cool is that I have one client that trains in a commercial gym and Marty, I don't know if you have any Marty and the dedication that it takes to get out there. You know, you got kids, you got your wife, you got, you know, you got work stuff, your computer's right in the next room. The dedication all these, all these clients have, get out there and get this stuff done. Squatting mm-hmm. and deadlifting by yourself all the time, you know, with, without uh, training partners, most of them, and, and without going to a commercial gym where there's an atmosphere, you know, there's, there's an atmosphere where it, it gets you going some, but just to get out there and, and have a job that you're working so much. And, you know, Corey's, Corey's got a real job, you know, where he's using his brain power all day long. I, I just admire all these people, man. I got a, a video the other day from one of my clients that her husband took it. He pulled up in a driveway. It's up in Massachusetts. It's snowing. She's in a freaking down jacket and with the garage door open doing laterals, you know, I'm just yeah. Man, I'm just so impressed by all these people, man. That's how we do it, Jimmy. Yeah, it's just so great. It's just so I great. I have the passion. And it's not easy. You hear, you know, all these people, oh, nothing motivates me. These people are motivated, man. They get out there and do it. I got a, you know, Brian, he was on the podcast. He gets up at like four in the morning and squats, man. Because yeah, he has a, friend. you know, he opened up his own business. And well, I'm that's, just that's like, how, And that, that's how most fitted in um you know you'll have one weekend day yeah my people uh because most of them just train twice a week some train three times a week if they're special people they're special people so you they'll train in the weekend and then they'll pick one day during the week right wednesday thursday tuesday whatever whatever they can fit in right uh and be done with it and get on with their life but a lot of them have to go early because that's the only way they can fit it in yeah. And, you know, but you know, all these self-help books and all this stuff about being motivated, man, all these videos, these people just get it done. They just get it done. It's, it's uh, and you know, it's usually that when, as they get a little older and they start to realize uh, what they don't need, they don't need a social scene. 
they're doing this for a reason, yeah. you know? And so they don't, mm -hmm. they just need the basics, get out there. I got 45 minutes, you know, and that's what my clients tell me. How much time do you have to work out? How many days a week? I got right. 30 minutes twice a week. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll reverse engineer it. Yeah. yeah. You tell me what you have available, what days, how long, and we'll structure something that'll work. Yeah. I'm you, just you so might, it could be you squat on Tuesday and bench press on Thursday, and that's all you got time for. Yeah. Yeah. But Jim, self whittle, whittle down on occasion. Haven't haven't we, Corey? Haven't we had to cut you back? Oh, oh, also, oh, listen, this guy is Corey is great at dips. So, so this triset, I make him use the identical grip width that he uses benching on his pull-ups, Jim. Okay. Right. So he's got it coming and going, right? All right. And he's good at pull-ups. Uh, at weighing 180, what kind of reps are you getting, Corey? Uh, across the three sets, usually close to 10 every time. Yeah. And as soon as he drops down from that, uh, what, what, what curl are we using? Like barbell, what, leaning up against the post maybe? Right. Yeah. And he'll just rep out on that. Then immediately he'll jump in the dip rack, probably first set freehand, nothing, right? Maybe just 10 reps. I've put a uh, body weight plus 15 for the first one. 15. Okay. First then. Okay. Ooh, take a little rest. Does it again. Rep out on the pull-ups a little more in the curl. Now he throws more in the bag. Right. Right. So how much in second set? 30. Reps. Oh, no, 30, 30 pounds. How many reps? 10 to 12. Okay, good. One more set. Oh, another set of Oops. bench grip pull-ups. Oh, another set of curls. His arms are yeah. smoking. Done. Right. And finally, another set of dips. How much this set? 45, and I can usually get about 13 to 14 reps. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Man. It takes, what, 10 minutes, 15 minutes maybe? <clears throat> And, and then Marty, yeah, I, and then you programmed a, a drop set after that last weighted dip just to. Oh to yeah, that's right, just... right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. After he finishes with the forty-five or whatever twelve, he drops the bag Jeez. and starts repping freehand. Good. His triceps well, are so <laughs> swollen. Look, looks like he his arms are so swollen. Looks like he was attacked by a herd of bees. <laughs> and, and I don't see Corey as the kind of guy that's trying to sneak in kipping pull-ups when you're not looking he's, he's probably all the way down stretching you know uh, coming up squeezing it you know just perfect form and no one's watching yeah that's right yeah, right no one's watching he's doing this stuff this great great stuff there's no one there it's just yeah, him that, that's my mm. point that's my point right. just, yeah. well he's self-motivated yeah i think you I have mean, to Gimmicks have an expiration date. If you're if you're relying on motivational quotes, you you've already lost. Right. Ooh, wee. There's another one, JP. T-shirt. We get mm -hmm. put that on a jacket. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Corey, do you think self-motivation sharpens itself over time? Do you think? Because you know, some of us don't have it. We kind of have to develop that. So I mean, 
how do you, are we born with that? The, 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 the people that are really motivated like this, like Jim's talking about these people, they're doing all kinds of things in life, but bam, they're at the gym or in their garage or whatever, every day doing, you know, whatever they're supposed to do. Is it a different kind of person? Can we better ourselves at this or what? What do you think? I think it's a, there are a couple of different ways to explain that. So for sure, there are some folks who that's just clearly part of their personality. And it yeah. may be in the strength world, it may be because of the dedication and time required, you may see a higher percentage of people of that nature in that area. But otherwise, yeah. I think what could drive that motivation is simple. It's just results. If yeah. you get in there, that's spend right. a little bit of time and realize that you're making progress, and, and you can see a tangible connection to other areas of life, like Jim was talking about a little while ago, that, right. that have improved, and you can tie it back to the time you're putting in under the bar, then motivation becomes a lot easier because then, then you start to realize what you're missing if you don't do it. You're yeah. exactly and, right. Well, and, yeah. and again, yeah. and, the, keyword, and the feedback keyword, is immediate. Yeah. It's immediate feedback. Mm -hmm. I got one more rep or I didn't. I added five pounds or I didn't. I, yeah. You know what I mean? It's immediate feedback. What in life is immediate feedback, man, that you get from doing something? It's always, oh, I have to wait and see or whatever. But in, in weight training, I was talking to a client yesterday on the phone about this, you know, that it could be just one more rep or, or, or just uh, an inch less or, or one, you know, you could tighten your belt, one more belt loop or, you know, man, it's yeah, just little a, things, a great yeah way to measure yourself man mm -hmm. the whole uh, thing but yeah. you have to this is a key critical thing you have to log if you don't log yeah you're you walking in the wilderness yeah you're just uh, bumping in the tree every, every workout is groundhog day yeah yeah just yeah. walk into the gym and do whatever you can do that day do whatever you feel like doing that day for whatever you feel like doing and there's no predicate and there's no subsequent. And, and that's not the way we train. Training is, indicates that we, we have a generalized direction that we want to go. And then yeah. point everything and sculpt everything in that and, way. And, and, and like, Corey, like Corey said, Marty, when he was at the other gym, you know, he did that for years and, and didn't really know, ever learn what he was doing. You know, I was, I went up to a girl in the gym the other day. She, she's a really hard worker. And you know, I just love watching that. So on Monday, she, uh, this is last week. Monday, she did 275 for two sets of eight in the deadlift back breaking. Okay. I mean, her last okay. couple of reps, she had to lose her form a little bit. I was just oh, like, you God. are awesome. Thursday, check this out. Thursday, I'm in there. She comes in and she maxes in the deadlift and she's getting crushed with 300. And I said, I, I, I can't help myself. I, you know, cause I don't want to say nothing to people. <laughs> And I said, and this is against the rules. I know, I know. what you're going to say. This is allowed. She was really hot, too. But anyway, so I was like, <laughs> you know, you deadlifted all out on Monday. And she goes, oh, yeah. And I squatted on You come a real muscle man. Yeah, a real muscle man. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Muscle oh, yeah. man. And I said, and now you're trying to max. And she said, oh, yeah, plus I squatted on Wednesday. I said, wait a minute, please. Wait. So I gave her my programming book. I did. I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I was like, I just want you to understand well, what, the. What was her story? Was she like an Olympic lifter? Maybe? No, she's doing what you, you said. She's just going Ooh. in there and lifting. Oh, 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 oh. So yeah. she's got to a certain <laughs> point, but now she needs to understand uh, how to recover and how to set that up. So, wow. so, you know, it doesn't make, I said. Oh, she could be another Christie. 
Yeah, and I said, you know, it doesn't compute. He's doing 275 for eight using terrible technique. That's great. Yeah, two sets of eight. Huh. Two sets of eight. Two sets of eight. Oh, yeah. Lord almighty. Yeah. I mean, and draft, hard work. Draft term. Hard work. Like, every draft rep was hard, man. Was she receptive to your vast yeah, she knowledge? Was. She was receptive. Well, she's a nurse, so she's pretty smart. And uh, oh, okay. I said, but, you know, I always do the qualifying remark, like, listen, I, 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 do you mind if I give you a little bit? And then I tell her, you know, who, you know, I've coached for this many years and all that, just so she doesn't think I'm stalking her. Um, even though I really am anyway, but no, she, she, uh, yeah, she, she listened. And then, you know, she sent me a snapshot from the book of programs. How about if I do this one with everything separated? And I'm like, yes. So, so we'll see how it goes. But you know, my point is people don't know. They just go in there, <laughs> just go in there. And she's like, Oh, I feel like Max in today. Well, now you're getting crushed. I see a gym. I see a lot of women overdoing it in the gym. I mean, they're in there for hours and they're doing so many, they're all doing the bar, the, 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 the butt blaster thing where they got the bar and they're doing the, you know, doing that and they're doing squats and lunges and leg press and this and that. And it's like, you know, they don't need that much. They're doing too much. Yeah. They could really just Occam's razor. Right. Marty. Yeah, uh, but Jim also made a good point when he said they didn't know any better. And Corey, yeah. most every right. client that I encounter, you know, they all say, "Oh God," you know, and I just say, well, "You didn't, you didn't know." You didn't yeah. know. You That's know. right. Yeah. Or, or they think they know because they're watching Instagram, but right. but they don't know. Because that's and, not right. And so much of it spins back to the technique. You know, the, yeah, tactical is great. Tactics are great, but the, the techniques are yeah. so hard, yeah, so yeah. hard for people to get remotely. It takes takes a lot of time. But yeah. luckily with him, no problem. He just again seemed to have this natural affinity to be able to assume these really correct techniques, even under even under load. You know, a lot of people can exhibit great technique, or, you know, on the warm-up sets that breaks down, but he saw it all the way through his deadlifts. I've never seen him hump a deadlift yet. I mean, even on the 395 for three, I mean, he made the third rep and was like, okay, you know, I guess we could go to 405 next week, but it's like, oh, okay, let's just put the brakes on. He did great, right? So, um, but his, again, the tech, technical the technical the technical and no one every time we show anybody our techniques they're like what you know just like well we our our techniques were built in pursuit of world records yeah i was teaching i've gotten to know some people in the gym and i was watching a guy take off the bar take the weight off the bar and you know how we stand up hard with the bar make the weight feel light right away dominate the weight Mm -hmm. and mental Mm -hmm. Makes a huge difference. So I was like, I'm just going to tell you one thing, man. Just (laughs) don't take it off and feel it. Don't, don't, Mm -hmm. don't let that weight sink into you and feel the weight. Everything feels like crap like that. You know, dominate that weight, create a shelf for the bar, create some tension in your upper back, pop that weight off, pop that weight off, you know, makes a big difference. And and if you can't, you really shouldn't be. Right. Exactly. Okay. But I always think of that as like a mini squat, man. Everybody should be doing that. That's the, you know, besides your grip and your body position, that's the man. That's when the weight is is starting to be the question. You know, I you have to give it I that answer. I, I cannot stand to go. I cannot stand to go to local powerlift competitions. No, oh, I know, man. 
it makes my head explode every well, the just, worst thing is the warm-up room with the loud people act you know so they get attention that's the worst and then the technique is just like uh, and then but when we see a good guy you're like wow man where'd you learn that <laughs> you know <laughs> how'd you learn how to lift right how did that happen yeah and then and then it's all, only one lift you'll like have a really like i saw a guy i don't know six months ago or something and he had a a 680 deadlift weighing 180. Hey, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, where'd you come from, right? But his squat was like 490. Yeah, he loves it. His bench press was like 330. Yeah. But his deadlift is like incredible, right? Off the chart. Yeah, so anyway, hey, we got to spin back to Corey because Steele and I can talk all day. Yeah. Well, Uh, one thing... Go ahead. One thing we haven't talked about, Corey, is uh, longevity. You know, you're a 42 year old guy. Uh, You know, uh, us guys are a little bit over that. Uh, Those two over there, uh, a bit further out than I am. Uh, But I remember in in the in my early 40s, you know, you start thinking about longevity. And my point is the techniques and tactics and everything that Marty is teaching you now with this pristine form and everything, this is going to set you up into aiding in your longevity. And I think that's one of the, the main reasons everybody's, you know, lower back problems are an epidemic out there. My mother is 71 year old. She got all these back problems. And I, I just think, uh, if only she could start getting into deadlifting or, or or could have years ago, she wouldn't be having these problems now, more than likely, you know. So that's, uh, are you really starting to think about that aspect too and how this is benefiting the longevity in your life as, as you get older? Absolutely. And it's something I thought about while I was searching for Marty, really. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it was something on my mind already by then. And the, the bottom line is I don't ever want to be dependent on anybody for anything like that. So right. yeah. I, I, I want to be able to take care of myself. And, you know, we live in a culture that doesn't have that collective mindset, unfortunately. And so whenever I leave the house, I see people way too young who are just way out of shape and hunched over and just look look right. physically incapable of even the most basic things. And I see a lot yes. of people like that. And and so anybody that I talk to about lifting, I, I preach the benefit of just it'll improve your life. And, and for that reason as well, longevity, when when you're when you're 70, 80 years old, you want to be able to sit down and stand up on your own. You don't want to have to, to be helped to do basic things. Yes. Right. Yeah, because I mean, who you know, you're supposed to grow old gracefully, like they say. Right. But if you if you're all hunched over and everybody's <laughs> got to do everything for you, that's impossible. So I'm very much into being independent as much as as I can and I want to continue on uh with the, the independence as I get look at well Marty's a great example you know we always talk about him he's you know 70 71 something something like that didn't have any back issues or anything like that it's because and I and I was so impressed by that when I first met him and we've known each other for probably about 12 years or so and I said how are you in how how don't you have any back pains or or knee pain he said because I had the best coaching from the age of like what 12 or 14 Marty yep yeah that's right. And that's why. And he's built a bulletproof back because of his form and his heavy resistance training and all that. And he gets out and, and runs 
you know, hills in the mountains and things like that in his 70s. And, you know, he's a he's a great example of the longevity that, that resistance training can give you if you do it and, right. Now, if you don't do yeah, it right, and, you can and, really and wreck and yourself. Also, we're not living, you know, some sort of uh, monk aesthetic lifestyle up here either. You know, we're living normal, normal human life but we're staying functional and staying strong. Strength training overcomes a whole host of bad habits. Right, Tim? Man, I'm just thinking, as soon as you're saying it, I'm thinking if I didn't lift, I don't know <laughs> if I could walk down the steps, you know, very well because my knees are, you know, so messed up, football You'd and all be, that. You would have blown up to 335 yeah. pounds and died. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I go to gym because I, I can see the, yeah, I would just be deteriorated as hell, man. I, 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 I just want to stave that off as long as I can, you know. Yeah, uh, and, and I can tell sh- when I have a when I'm on a good streak, a good leg workout, or something. How much better my knees feel and, and all that stuff, man. Your mind feels better too, you know. Oh, there's no question. Listen, listen. You know how you know how you should live. You should do things physically to make yourself, uh, you know, as functional as a human being as you can. And you should do things mentally like a, like an uh, instrument, like reading, like, like, you know, doing hard things with your brain and hand-eye coordination stuff and all yes. that stuff that you start yes. to lose and walking yes. backwards and running backwards yes. and pulling the sled yes. backwards and all that yes. stuff, you know, that makes you complete. And that makes, man, this is my, my parents are old as hell. They're 90 years old. And I'd call them on the phone and have a conversation and they don't miss a beat. They exercise every day of their lives. That's right. That's awesome. You know, you get that, you know, some of of these people are 70 and done and done because they don't exercise any of it anymore. Yeah. You know, the brain component is huge. That staying sharp by reading and by and and doing things like learning a new skill, you know, um, Mm -hmm. you know, playing tennis for the first time or something like that. It it challenges your brain and keeps it sharp. Yeah. Yeah, the whole neuroplasticity thing, and again, you, 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 the expressway to fossilization is doing the same things over and over and over and over. Where there's no challenge, yeah, smaller and smaller concentric circles, and eventually you're just sitting in front of the TV and TV dinners. Yeah, (laughs) you know it's funny, man. I can't, you know, I could change a tire. And I've used to change my oil, but other stuff around the house, I can't do that. It's worth all, worth anything. And the freaking faucet broke the other day. And I said, oh, you no. big wussy, you can't put a faucet in. We got to call somebody over here. So I put that whole faucet. It's a little crooked, but it's working. <laughs> but just that challenge, mentally, right. I had to think like, man, I had to sit down Shit. and read. I was looking at videos. I was doing all. But that's challenging myself because I've talked myself into it. You know, you better do this. You know? Check in the basement for water quick. I know, dude. dude I was so worried that I didn't hook everything up right. <laughs> I was like bleeding. I was literally bleeding from trying to fit under that sink. My forearms were scraping. No, never again. I was again. determined as you're not. You're not meant for that. No. <laughs> I, I got a question for you guys. If you as don't Clint, mind. wait, as Clint Eastwood famously said jimmy a man's got to know his limitations know his limitations man but i did it i did it <laughs> go I ahead, sending pictures to my construction buddy all right go ahead Corey. 
Yeah, so, so you guys have been in this industry for, for a while. And one of the things I've noticed is when I talk to people about lifting, I don't know if this is just an excuse for people to avoid doing it or if this is an attitude that has changed much over the last 10 or 20 years. But it's almost a standard reply when I tell people what I do when they ask. And, and I'll say, you know, squats and deadlifts and, and so on. And I say, oh, that'll hurt your back. That'll hurt your legs. So there's, yeah. there's this misconception that lifting heavy things is just automatically going to hurt you. And my, my standard reply to that is, Corey, yeah, if you do Corey, it properly, Corey, it's going to hurt. Corey, yeah. Corey, if you do them wrong, they will hurt you. Yeah. Is that what you were going to say, Corey? That, that's the answer I always give. I said, yeah, if you don't, yeah. if you're not squatting properly, you'll get hurt. Sure. But mm -hmm. yeah. I'm just I'm Corey, curious uh, if that's been an that you guys have seen ebb and flow over the last few years. Yeah, I mean, my my... No, I don't think it's changed much. I mean, even with all this information out there, you still have people that are so reluctant. The younger crowd knows all about it and will will go for it. But um, I say, oh, coach, oh, so weaker is better. So do you do you like getting weaker? <laughs> That's good. They yeah. say, well, what do you mean? I say, well, the only way you're going to get strong at this age is by putting resistance on your body. You know, and you're doing resistance training. So what you're going to do is get progressively weaker. So so you're telling me that being weak is a good thing. And then, you know, like you can't, what's the right answer? You can't say yes. You know what I mean? Corey, uh, a lot of it, Corey, is not so much of the, the heard the back thing, but, oh, I don't have time. And I'm like, you know, yeah. let, let's go over your week, send me your schedule and I'll pick out the time that you have. But yeah. You know. here, and here's some retirement home brochures. Yes, exactly. But I'll say, well, yeah. you got 30 minutes, right? So, you know, and they'll be like, well, yeah, I could do that. But I, I got, I thought I had to lift for two hours. And that's where some the beauty of it comes in, you know, and you say some assisted living, living brochures. Yeah. But you, that's when you say, man, I've had workouts that are 15 minutes. You know, ask Chuck seven sets of seven. Uh, yeah. You change the bars, the weight on the bar. As soon as the other person's done, you go immediately. We were out of there quivering in what? 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Corey, yeah, yeah, Corey's yeah. exactly right though. Um, I run into this in, well, I've run into it personally in the medical community. You know, my, um, as you guys know, I've had some back problems and I've um, got an MRI and uh, three herniated discs and L5 and all that. And my doctor was, I don't know if he was like an old school type of guy or just, you know, uneducated on, you know, training and all that, which, which I guess he was, but uh, I remember him looking at me and saying, you know, he goes, so are you going to stop weightlifting? And I said, <laughs> yeah. no. Are you going to stop doing that silly stuff? I said, no, but I am going to change it up and do it different. And he shook his head, you know, like, like I was a fool because I was going to continue this, this horrible thing called, uh, you know, resistance training. When, uh, well, you know, like a doctor, Um <laughs> But my, my point here Something, is... Something he had a physique to aspire to, right? Right. But but based on what he said, no, I wasn't going to stop. Nothing's going to keep me from training. But based on the medical advice he was giving me, I did cut out things that were compressing my spine, like squats and shrugs and deadlift and, and things like that, because I thought I had to. So meanwhile, I kept the rest of my body strong, my limbs and everything, and and but my my core and my lower back went to hell because I wasn't doing the the, the basic exercises, you know, the, the squats and the deadlifts and things. So it wasn't 
and the guys are going to roll their eyes, but it wasn't until, you know, we had uh, Ryan, Dr. Ryan thank Chow God. on here. And thank uh, God, yeah. thank God, you know, another T-shirt. <laughs> Um, and Corey, I don't know if you've heard that podcast Thank God or not, for but, Ryan Chow. Thank God but he said, Ryan no, Chow. you know what? I'll be honest. He, he changed the way I thought about this. And, um, and, and it's, it's really changed the way I'm, uh, able to function. Anyway, long story short, I started doing, um, the deadlift and squat and all this stuff because based on his advice, I should be doing that, even though, you know, I had these compressed, discs and things like that and i'll tell you what man i started doing all those lifts back in um probably march of last year i have gotten so much stronger my back pain is totally gone i'm so much more functional you know it used to hurt i used to have to be careful you know we get this dog food delivered or whatever and the bags are like what 40 50 pounds and i'd have to be careful that i didn't throw something out of alignment or whatever and now it's just like easy. Don't even think about it. And I've become much more functional. But so to your point, yes, it's even in the medical community and there's so much misinformation out there. And it's like we talk about all the time too. You know, that's the thing with a lot of women think they'll get too bulky from lifting weights. You know, that's another one. So it really helps. There's a lot of old school thought out there. A lot of wives tales. You really have to do your due diligence about the information you're willing to accept that's out there and the people that you fall in with that uh, you have trained you online or in person or whatever, you know, just like you did and how you found Marty. You did a lot of research, a lot of reading. Right. So, but, but anyway, yeah, the longevity thing, man, is just uh, something we all have to think about. And I think a lot of people could be in a lot, a lot better off, you know, functionality wise as they get older if they'll just pick up a barbell a couple of times a week and you know? for some people it, the barbell is enough and it'll make a huge difference just the barbell. yeah you know yeah so it's uh it's the founding youth and and you know we focus so much in society on you know what medicine or, or coming in after the fact that something's wrong with you when it's right in front of you man <clears throat> it's right in front of you Right. Also, I, I would add this, and I think that we probably should kind of wind it down, but I did want to uh, mention this, that intense resistance training is also the best stress reliever, Yes. natural yeah. stress reliever. And comparable so, to medicine, Marty. They've done those studies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I was going to say this side of narcotics and alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, uh, those are the ultimate stress relievers, but obviously they have their physical downside. But imagine an optimal stress reliever that has actually physical upside. Sure, That's right. fantastic, right? Right, Corey. Good point. Would you agree? Absolutely, without question. Yeah. Well, well don't be well, so effusive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Corey, no, Corey did you have any more questions? Well, no, but just uh, just to piggyback that on what Gordon was saying, uh, throughout the time that he and I have been been working together, there have been I'm very candid with him about things that interfere with my lifting, and right. like everybody else, there's there's stuff outside the the weight room that that creeps in sometimes. And if if I'm having a rough week with with work or with other personal things, I'll I'll let him know. And it's um it it is a great counterweight to 
stress that you can't control because in the gym, that's the stress that you can control. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody has the ability to, um, decide whether or not you're going to do something like, uh, you know, I think if everybody uh, approached weightlifting, like my wife approaches shopping, you know, <laughs> she could have a, I mean, she could be so busy and the opportunity to go shopping or, or do something will come up. Bam. She, she can go do that immediately without question, just make it happen because she wants to. Right. Right. I better cut this part you out. Edit this. <laughs> but you have the ability to you just have to decide if it's going to take priority you know you have to make it take priority that's right. all good stuff yeah. man yeah. yeah uh Corey, did you want to i don't think you have a website or anything like that did, did it was there anything nothing. like nothing to, to to pitch or recommend or anything any any books you recommend shogun shogun's a good, good one, one. Okay. Good one, JP. Good one. I was hoping he was going to say purposeful primitive. I let off with that. Yeah, he yeah. talked about th- that now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shogun, yeah. huh? Shogun, yes. Okay. Another recommendation from, from my coach. That yeah. paid off. Okay. The uh, ultimate war book. And it's also the ultimate insight into the Japanese samurai mentality. Right, Corey? It, it is a fantastic book to help with mindset, and I read it at just the right time. I'll put it oh, that way. Okay. Yeah. How much different is the book than the miniseries, Marty? Oh, so it blows the miniseries away. The miniseries is so lame, uh-huh. so watered down. It, okay. It's the book is different. The book is it's hardcore. These guys were hardcore. The samurai, and this was the samurai of uh, mid what mid sixteen hundreds, Corey. Believe that's right. Maybe, right. Yeah, mid 1600s. They're sailing around in ships, and they're like the first uh, Europeans, the second Europeans. I think the Portuguese beat them there, and so uh, the English get there. And it's interesting. At the end, the 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 head Japanese guy strikes up a really good relationship with the uh, the pilot, the the ship captain that uh, transversed the world to get to Japan everyone was puzzled. They said, what, what does Toronaga see special in this guy? And Toronaga said, oh, he is the only unpredictable man in Japan. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because everybody else is so lockstep and so regimented uh-huh. and so drilled and schooled in this, this, this hardcore Japanese, what, uh, not a feudal society, right? where everything is is just so black and white the slightest step out of line slightly and yeah you're dead yeah it's that simple so it's just an interesting book and and also by the end of it you even learn a little japanese correct it's like a thousand pages i believe clavel the author james clavel i'm pretty sure he spent time in a japanese prisoner of war camp didn't we is that true Corey? i think he did i think that's right yeah um he, in world war ii he was he was interned and so he got great insight into the cruel militaristic behavior but also very um rigid uh, rigid rules 
Um, so he got very insightful into that and he created the book. The book's a thousand pages, right? Yeah, it's big. It's, it's, a, it's, it's odd because it's 1,300 pages and I still felt it was done too soon. That's, That's when you know it's a good book, Corey. That's when you know it spoke to you. Yeah, really. Yeah, you should you should read that one, Jim. That that would get you the the Japs, the samurai. Yeah, you, you have a lot in common the way you think. I think that you guys would probably agree on a lot of things. I will check it out, Master. <laughs> Thank you for the book uh, review, gentlemen. All right, if uh, let's see, check out Marty's weekly column, Raw with Marty Gowder at ironcompany.com. Uh, you can find his latest article, Training Around a Serious Injury. It's up on the yeah. site. Now make sure to check him out on Instagram at the Marty Gallagher. You can also visit his website and his wife's website, Stacy, uh, at uh, functional-strength.org. And of course, for all your gym equipment and flooring needs, please visit ironcompany.com. Online since 1996, Iron Company is a pioneer in online fitness equipment sales for retail, commercial, and government. So if you've got a passion for fitness like we do, uh, come years. speak with one of our reps. 24 years, right? No, man. We've been online for like 26 years. 26 years. Damn. I remember when our internet came on, came around. I, I got on when there was no, there was no Google, there was Yahoo and we absolutely ruled it. And you didn't have to do any social media and any product page I put up, bam, number one in a couple of days. You know, it was it was great. It was like the wild frontier. Yeah, it was awesome. So, and then speaking of uh, Jimmy Steele, can't forget him. He's got articles on our site. Uh, the latest one, Jim, we just put it up. We posted it on Instagram today. It's a good one. Yeah, too. I like that one. Yeah, 10 tips for developing barn door lats. And apparently, I didn't know, but Marty invented that term. Yeah, with a nod. Well, thank to... you, Marty. I mean, yep. we wouldn't have had an article without you. Yep, back when I was working for Weeder. I was one of the <laughs> That's where I read it then. That's that's where yeah, it got, okay. came in, got into my no mind. No kidding. Marty, yeah. how, how often have you heard that expression since then? Not very often. Uh, right? often. I think I used it first in an article on Freddie Ortiz. <laughs> oh, man, he was something yeah oh, that's that's i like that article i love those the history you know, lesson you know the other thing about freddie you know the other thing freddie in addition to those great arms he had barn door lots yeah big dude yeah yep. muscular as hell well i think i think you got Corey started on some barn door lats over there so we'll have to check in with him in a few months and see how he's doing yeah so uh uh oh, oh one more thing about jim check out his website bossbarbell.com that's b-a-s barbell Yeah, so listen, the latest one is called I Remember When. Let me just read you this one. I remember when my Little League football coach would send us to take a piss in the woods, and the coach would yell after a few minutes, let's go, boys. If you shake it more than once, you're playing with it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, the next one is this. Marty, you'll love this. I remember when no grown man would be seen with their baby in a backpack sack type of thing in front of them. Pushing a stroller is bad enough. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you, you you'd get on all that stuff jim you'd get written up on charges for half of it now dude i know we used to drive in the back of my coach's el, uh what's it called marty el camino yeah yeah on 95 yeah. on night on interstate 95 and we'd all be in the back you know 10 of yeah. us and we'd go under the overpasses <laughs> and we'd yell so you could hear the echo and dude can you imagine that now people would oh no oh uh, you'd be like uh, about like bowling pins all over 95. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Good deal, guys. Well, thank you very much, Corey. We appreciate yeah, it. It's, it's, uh, it was great to hear about your, your journey with Marty here. It's been a pleasure to talk to you folks. Thank you for having me on. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Good luck with All everything. right, guys. All right. Thanks All right. a lot. Bye.